Awareness, the final frontier. These are the explorations of Jonathan Robinson and Brian Tom O'Connor. Their continuing mission, to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within. To seek out new joys and new methods of awakening. To boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness. This is Awareness Explorers. Welcome back, fellow explorers. Good to have you. As always, I am Jonathan Robinson, and I'm with my better half here. <laughs> Brian Tom O'Connor. <laughs> you weren't sure about that. Well, well it sounds like we are married. I, I That's what better half usually uh, refers to. <laughs> In a certain way, we are, are cosmically married That's to right. this great cause called Finding Inner Peace through discovering our true nature. And along those lines, we have a topic called the upside and downside of oneness. And I like the title because most people only see that there's an upside to raising your consciousness, which of course there is, but there's also some downsides and some tricky maneuvers you have to do while you try to integrate those two worlds. But before I blab about my opinions, I am wondering what that title brings up for you, Brian. Well, oneness is, of course, one of my favorite topics of all, but it's filled with paradox and it's very tricky. But let's start by talking about what we mean by oneness, or at least what I mean by oneness, which is the idea that there really is only one thing going on. It's energy and everything is simply a temporary form of energy so that you, me, our bodies, our personalities, other people, things, objects, the world outside are all just simply patterns of energy and they're all waving and that's oneness. And it's something that we can sense and that we can feel and that we can get connected to. And normally we live in a world of duality where we think that we are separate from that energy, that we are a thing or an ego or whatever. And when you start losing that sense of separateness and realizing that you're really an awareness and that awareness is the energy of creation, let's say, it is a tricky time for people. Some people who go from the duality way of living that we're brought up in to oneness quickly end up having really hard times because it's like they were suddenly transported to Pluto and they don't know the rules of Pluto and they still have to make a living or they still have to have relationships. But on Pluto, everything's different. So I have noticed some people that I know and some teachers that I know as they have entered into letting go of their separate identity more and more they go through a lot of crap. You know, we think that enlightenment or, or waking up is a bed of roses, but that's not a lot of people's experience. Well, I can't speak for the people whose experience is that awakening is not a bed of roses. Uh, I have heard tell of that, but I haven't had that experience because my experience is that when I look inside and 
look at pure awareness and imagine that awareness is all there is, that everything is happening in awareness, I'm flooded with joy and happiness. So I don't really know what those other people are talking about, but I certainly have heard tell of it. Yeah, I think it's more of a problem when it happens suddenly. Ah. You know, you're, you're, you're uh, an accountant working 40 hours a week, and then you step on the bus and something hits you, and suddenly you have a hard time understanding that you are in any way a separate entity from anybody else. Those people tend to have a hard time, and there's an adjustment period for sure. Uh, you and I have been blessed with working at this for uh, about 1 million years slowly. <laughs> and we don't seem to be uh, subject to that, that quick enlightenment thing that can happen. So in some ways we're blessed with that. But, you know, my experience as well is as I have say, let go of some of the burden of being a separate identity. Uh, my life has gotten better. And I feel more peace. I feel closer to people. If I was to say that there's any downside, it's that I do have a hard time, a harder time maybe listening to other people's stories of separateness. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes, of course. It's like, at some point, you just want to slap people and say, you know, that's just a story that you're holding on to. And right now, everything's fine. But people do not like it when you say that to them. Have you noticed that one? I, they certainly don't. And as a matter of fact, um, it's interesting that you brought that up because um, one thing that I've noticed is, yes, when people start talking about all of the issues that come up in their lives that are caused by the feeling of separateness. That the first reaction may be, oh, why do you have to talk about that? Or, you know, that's not really real. But then what I discovered is when I just let go of the idea of what they should be like and what they should talk about and really see if I can totally listen to them from awareness as opposed to from mm -hmm. Brian and his personality and his points of view and his opinions. If I really just say, okay, what is this voice? What is this person talking? What is what they're saying appearing in? Then oddly enough, I listen better. I feel more of a connection with that person. I feel closer to that person. I can feel more empathetic and, and I react better. And because my mind isn't running around with, how I'm going to respond and whether they're right and who's right and what my opinion is, etc. Yeah, you make a really good point, And I'm glad you said that. It's a good reminder for me. And I'm wondering if my wife, if my wife slipped you like a $20 bill to remind me of this. <laughs> uh, because yeah. I used to be a little bit reactive. And um, lately, I have been more listening from awareness. And she has noticed that difference. Yeah. And it's important because we do live in a world of duality. And people have diff are coming from different states of consciousness. And you don't want to use this um, tendency to feel peace or oneness as a way of having less connection with people or doing what has often been called spiritual bypassing. That's right. 
yeah you and don't spiritual want bypassing spiritual bypassing is a very big problem an increasingly big problem when you have access to higher states of consciousness that's right and spiritual bypassing and the which uh, why don't you define that for our listeners because some of them might not yeah, really know yeah. what you mean um i would define it not that i've ever done it but i'm talking <laughs> about people who have done it that i've watched um is the tendency to avoid difficult situations or your own difficult feelings by going into higher states of consciousness or going into a detached way of being so you don't have to feel fully human and vulnerable. How's yes, that for a definition? That's excellent definition. And it really is a pitfall and a trap. Uh, I think it's based on a misunderstanding that there is a way to feel. That in other words, awakening to our true nature as awareness is going to bring about a certain feeling different from the one we're feeling now. And that's actually a misunderstanding. It it is yeah. instead noticing that there is some part of ourselves or something that's actually there that's connected to the universe that's totally okay with everything that's happening now which means when we're having an emotion that we don't want it's okay with that but we have all these strategies they're habitual we have these strategies that we use to not have these feelings and then when we become spiritual we adopt a whole new better strategy which as you said was a kind of a detached feeling and it's simply a strategy not to feel what we feel and it's and it's not allowing things to be as they are and when we really can have the feelings and allow them to be there and one way of doing it is to notice the awareness that they are appearing in then they come, they don't stop, they don't swirl around in a little whirlpool forever. They, they spin around a little bit and they go out the other side. And that's going to add to much more peace and much more ability to connect with other people and less detachment. Yeah, you said that well. And what I find is that this tendency towards spiritual bypassing is so strong that you need friends, lovers, or teachers in your life who can call you out on it. Because it's, it's not an either-or thing. It's not always black and white. It, there's subtle ways to, to do spiritual bypassing, mm -hmm. of which I have uh, studied all 67 of those subtle ways. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, you know, luckily my wife will call me out and friends will call me out, or I will notice them. And it's an ongoing issue. Even for well-known teachers that I've talked to, they've mentioned that they have to be aware of that. You know, people like Ramdas has talked about that. And at one point, he even gave up his name Ramdas because he said, you know, I'm, I'm using the idea that I'm Ramdas to avoid being Richard Alpert, uh, this, this neurotic uh, guy from New York. Well, good and, for him. I, yeah. I really applaud the fact that he can see that in himself, because that's really the first step to know that you're not immune to it, no matter how spiritually experienced you are. We are 
imperfect human beings. And that's the paradox of duality, of non-duality. The paradox of non-duality is that duality exists within non-duality. Yes, everything is all one and it's all the same energy, but these temporary forms are real and they're imperfect. And in fact, I'm totally neurotic still. I have so many, um, you know, reactions and fears and, and all that stuff. It's just that when you don't identify with them so much, it's more like, well, there he goes again with that neurotic feeling again. And then you yeah. connect to the one oneness, the awareness that, that it's all appearing in, and then you feel like it's not so serious. Yeah, yeah, you know, and when you have some connection to the oneness or awareness, I can, if used properly, help you to be even more vulnerable and human, because you don't feel quite so at risk. You don't feel like your entire identity is based on some image you're trying to project. So on my good days, people say, wow, he's really vulnerable because I'm willing to take that risk. I'm willing to take that risk because I'm, I know that I am really this oneness, this awareness. And it actually helps me to reveal the different parts of myself that are continuing to be neurotic that I don't have to say is all of me. Oh, I think that's such a great point. Really, really excellent and well said. Because we have this idea that we're going to be this perfect being, this spiritual transcendent stuff. And, and yes, we do transcend the human, but not by denying the human. It doesn't work. When you yeah. deny the human, you are actually cutting off part of reality as opposed to living in the now, in current reality. Because what is the now other than what is happening right now? Whether, whether I'm angry or upset or irritated or anxious or transcendent and peaceful and meditative, it's reality now. And when we deny what's happening right now, we're not, we're not here, we're not being here now, to use Ram yeah. Dass's phrase. Well, speaking of Ram Dass, I'm remembering a story he, he said to me once, which I thought was hysterically funny. I could totally identify with it. He, um, this was like in the late 70s or something. You know, he'd had the book Be Here Now, and people knew who he was. And um, he was in line to see the movie Deep Throat, which was like an early <laughs> porno movie. Uh -huh. And uh, this, this long-haired hippie guy sees him in line, but the line's so long that it's not clear what movie it's for. So he's in line somewhere, and this hippie sees him and goes, Oh, Ramdas, I read all your books. I'm, I'm such an honor. It's such a... Uh, actually, it was a, um, a woman, I believe. And uh, she's going on and on about how, how much he's changed her life and how holy he is, and thank you, thank you. And he's listening to all this, and he's thinking of what to do. Do I just casually step out of line like I'm not really here? <laughs> um, do I, you know, talk about something holy or do I continue moving forward with the line? Cause the line's starting to move forward. 
And he decides, like, I have to be myself. So he moves forward in the line. And as he moves forward in the line, this woman looks up down, you know, down the line and sees what's on the movie marquee a block away, you know, Deep Throat, Triple X. <laughs> and he watches her reaction, <laughs> which was like, like falling off a cliff. And, and he just like sits with it. Yeah, and he says, um, excuse me, I, I'm in line here, so it's nice talking to you. And he said that was a big step for him to be able wow. to, to face disappointment, you know, he, that he really didn't want to be phony holy. And that's a potential downside of when you start to have access to higher states to then represent that to people. People think that that's who you are, so you want to please them, and then you're phony, holy, and it goes downhill from that. Yeah, it's such a trap, the phony, holy thing. <laughs> and, and the teachers that I admire the most and pay the most attention and have learned the most from are usually the least um, affected, the least, I mean, they're just sort of regular people. They're not they're not phony. They're 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 natural. They talk like regular human beings. Everything is normal yeah. in a whisper, and it's and 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 they they and and they have a sort of self-deprecating humor about them as well. They know, they know they're human, and they know that that they have foibles and faults, and but they also know at the same time that they are actually everything, simply looking out through this temporary human form for a short time. And so yeah. it's that shift of identity that's really, that's really the key to what we're talking about, not fixing or improving or, or splitting off the, the, the human ways that you might not approve of or that other people might not approve of. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I think one of the ways we can be of use to our listeners is to give them maybe uh, guidelines or symptoms that you might be spiritual bypassing or going off course that you may have you may be trying to cling to the oneness and uh, avoid the humanness that's still there well I guess the first one is do you is when you feel an emotion that you don't want to feel, what do you do? Do you hide it? Do you stuff it down? Do you pretend it's not there? When you well, that's good. Yeah. And when you meditate, are you meditating so that that feeling will go away? I think you nailed in the first try, Brian, the most important guideline. I, I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Sorry, <laughs> you were hoping we'd be like run down a list right here. Yeah, right? I, I wanted to look good, and now you ruined it for me. Oh, you look pretty good from here. Okay, good. Well, yeah, no, I think that's the most important guideline. And if somebody really took that on, that would probably help them to avoid it, avoid spiritual bypassing. I think that we might be able to come up with other guidelines, um, yeah, but sure. I think that's the crux of the matter. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there are also particular um, symptoms, you know, 
that um, are you feeling disconnected? Are you feeling sort of spacey? Uh-huh. Um, are you bored with life or bored with other people? You're good at this. I, I, um, <laughs> I think uh, you, you have studied this. You know, the other symptom or guideline I might have is what do the people who are closest to you think? Ah, uh, that's a really good one. You know, it's, it's not, 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 not do they approve of you, but do they, have they noticed that you're kind of faking it? <laughs> yeah. You know, your mate, it's very hard to fool your mate if you've been with them for a while. That's right. Or your kids. Mm -hmm. Especially, yeah. So I think that that is a really helpful way of knowing if you might be falling out of balance. So yeah, this is this is useful stuff. And another thing is maybe making bad decisions. I've heard that people who quickly transition to a non-dual state of consciousness will sometimes make very bad decisions, like giving away all their money. Ah. Uh, or other stuff that doesn't take into account that we do have separate bodies and you do need to take care of that body. Another Ramdas example um, was that he said that he never really, he was having health problems 22 years ago and he was given some medication for his blood pressure, I believe, and he didn't take it. And he, his thought was, well, you know, it's just the body. It's not that important of a thing. And then he ended up having this massive stroke that almost killed him. And to this day has left him partly paralyzed. Wow. So that's, that's the type of thing that can happen when you don't pay your dues in the world of duality. Right. And again, that's comes back, that comes back to the central paradox that we ignore at our peril is that non-duality is not the denial of duality, that the body exists. I mean, it's like the wave in the ocean. Yes, the wave is simply made of ocean. It's not separate from ocean, but for a short period of time, there is such a thing as a wave, and it can crash on shore, and it can even be part of a tsunami. It, 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 mm -hmm. it has an effect. Um, it is a thing temporarily, but it's not separate from the ocean. And it's the same with us. Yes, the thing that's looking out of our eyes is universal consciousness. It's everything looking out through each one of our eyes. But it doesn't mean that there's no such thing as a temporary form called a body. And certain behaviors are more effective in keeping it healthy and keeping it um, functional. And so why not, why not embrace both? And so my, my whole, one of my favorite things to say is you got to embrace the paradox. Yeah. And paradox is something that the minds, our mind has a hard time getting. It's, oh, no it's basically 
two two levels of reality of which the rules are different. <laughs> That's true. But are happening simultaneously. That's right. But in a lot of people's opinions of non-duality, it's an either or idea. I mean, there is only there is no such thing as duality. Uh, there's only non-duality. We're all one. Therefore, there's nothing we can do. There's nothing to do and nothing we can do because we're all one anyway. And um, it's not either or. It's actually both and. It's so odd. It's true. There is nothing we can do because when we say we, we're talking about the individual personality and the mind. But there is something we can do because the individual personality mind habitually is looking for problems to solve. It's looking for things to do. It's looking for things to fix and change. And to sit and do nothing actually takes practice. It's not mm -hmm. easy because it's not our natural way. But to just sit in meditation for a while without any idea that we have to change anything or fix anything actually does require practice even though the pure awareness that we are already knows this and doesn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Or to put in one sentence, there's few things harder to do than not doing. Oh yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you made that succinctly. <laughs> so anything else that comes to mind uh, before we do a, do a not doing meditation? That's about it. I think we covered the points that I was hoping to, to talk about. How about Me you? Me too. We covered oneness, separateness, the universe and everything in 27 minutes or so, which <laughs> is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. So I'd love to hear what, uh, what your meditation is, because I always love them. And, and why don't you tell us what you're up to? Okay. Well, thanks. Uh, so keeping with the topic of oneness today, uh, this meditation is called A Progression to Oneness. And it's a series of statements, a series of steps that I'll walk you through. But first, as always, just take an easy, deep breath. And allow any tension or clutching to flow out of your body. And close your eyes if it's safe to do so. This meditation is a progression to the experience of oneness. I'm going to take you through nine steps in this progression. And each step contains a statement. With each step, see if you can look inside at your experience of awareness and try to listen to each statement from awareness itself. Now, if you're new to awareness practices or if you have difficulty locating or noticing awareness, simply ask yourself this question. Am I aware? And notice where you go in order to answer that question. Simple garden variety, everyday awareness. It's already there. All you have to do is notice it. That is, to notice whatever it is 
that is knowing all of your experience, that to which all of your experience appears. So, that said, here's the progression. Remember to listen to each statement from awareness itself. When you shift your attention from the content of awareness to the context of awareness itself, you notice your true nature as awareness. And when you look out from there, you see that awareness is not in you. You are in awareness. And when you look at awareness itself, you notice that anything and everything, including you, appears in it. And when you notice that everything appears in awareness, you see that it's borderless, infinite. And when you see that awareness is borderless and infinite, you realize that there could only be one awareness. Because how can there be more than one infinite thing? And when you realize that awareness is that in which all experience appears, you realize that you are awareness itself. And when you realize that you are awareness itself, and you see that there is only one awareness, you see that you are the universe looking at itself. And when you see that you are the universe looking at itself, you realize that there is no separation between you and the universe. And when you realize that there is no separation between you and the universe, you see that the universe, including you, your body, and the world, is made of awareness. Now, Take another easy, deep breath and open your eyes. Hmm. Do I have to come back? <laughs> no. Okay. You don't have to. You can stay right where you are, wherever that I, I want to stay in the one and bypass all this human stuff. <laughs> 
I know. It's so tempting, isn't it? It is. It is. But you know, that reminds me, this is something that Ajishanti used to say after his meditations that made such a big impression on me. He used to say, now, see if you can open your eyes and move about, but without the feeling that the meditation has ended. Mm. Instead, the feeling that it's just continuing and all the things that you see that are now appearing and the movement around as you move your body around are actually just moving through you in the same awareness that was there during the meditation. That's my paraphrasing of what he said. He said yeah. it more succinctly. That's beautiful. That is a great practice. Yeah. Another great practice is if you um, is always asking questions. That's part of exploring. So feel free to email Brian or I any questions you would like us to answer or topics that you would like us to uh, explore. Our uh, website, awarenessexplorers.com, has about 36 episodes now and some guided meditations, a lot of guided meditations. Uh, interviews with teachers like Ajashanti, Byron Katie, uh, etc. And um, be sure to tell your friends, blah, blah, blah. You've heard that before. But uh, the more you can surround yourself with fellow travelers, the more you will progress on your evolutionary path, in my opinion. Anything you'd like to end with, Brian? <laughs> I can't think of anything. I thought that was very well said. And mm. I, I enjoyed uh, talking about this subject for some reason. I don't know, just talking about it tickles me. Oh, you know, there is one thing that I want to add. All this stuff about oneness and we are all universal consciousness and everything like that. It's actually nothing you have to believe. You know, because when you start to say, believe it's true, then your mind starts to come up with all the reasons why it may not be true and all the logical stuff. You actually mm -hmm. don't have to believe it's true. You can just sort of look inside and say, well, what if, what if it was true? What if awareness is not in me, I'm in awareness and then play with how that feels because mm -hmm. it's not the belief. It's the redirection of the attention that the question engenders. Yeah, good point. And as I said before, belief systems are BS for belief systems. <laughs> they don't do a whole lot for you. It's really our direct experience, which yes. is what we think makes our podcast unique is that we're trying to give you simple ways to have that direct experience. And once you have, you don't have to, if you sit in a chair, you don't have to believe that the chair is there. You're sitting in it. So uh, direct experience is always better than our beliefs. Yeah. And with that little nugget, hopeful nugget, uh, we wish you adieu and hope to do more exploring with uh, you in the future. And this is Jonathan Robinson. I'm with Brian Tom O'Connor. And as always, our message to you is to keep exploring. Keep exploring. Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. 
and we'd love it if you would post a review. And please share our link on Facebook and with family and friends, because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love. And, you know, I didn't get, I was thinking of putting it in, but I couldn't figure out. I just, I think yesterday saw a cartoon about Ram Dass. Uh -huh. Some real estate agent was showing, was showing a couple, a house. And they said, and this house is owned by Ram Dass, the famous spiritual teacher. And the wife said, oh, is he here now? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh.